This is Miller's Edge on Tide With Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer, this is the Miller's Edge. Jump to tie 100.9, a.m. WTBC. Corey Miller, Pastor Payne, Christian Miller, Noah Haynes with you this next hour as we continue, <coughs> excuse me, to get you ready for a showdown in Tuscaloosa. I am just choking up here. <coughs> excuse me. On Saturday, <laughs> early ball game against Chattanooga. Something went down the wrong way there. It happens when you talk too much. But we'll continue to talk about Bama, not so much about the matchup in this ball game because I think everybody agrees that Alabama will completely destroy Chattanooga. So we won't really get into X and O's of the game, but we'll talk more just about the Bama football team going forward because I think after this game, you look at the next two, Auburn and Georgia, it's going to be a difficult game, right? Going on the road to Auburn. Always a tough matchup in the Iron Bowl, even though they're not a great football team this season, first year with you freeze. A lot of turnover, a lot of different players. Uh, you know, so this is a kind of a tricky game. Uh, sometimes you feel a little bit unsettled about a game like this because you just don't know. Uh, you know, everybody's talking about how good Auburn is looking based, based on how they uh, destroyed Arkansas. And so is that a sign of this team getting better. It's just a sign that this team now is finding out who they are and going to be able to compete. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, this game coming up next week. And it's a crazy week because it's Thanksgiving week. You got time off. You got a lot of food. Everybody's eating, family, all that good stuff. Um, so it's going to be one of those fast weeks as Alabama will get ready to play in that Iron Bowl. So we talked to Christian yesterday about this. What would Nick Saban probably be prepping for, uh, even though I know they prep for Chattanooga, but I would like to think they're probably already looking at, especially with analysts, looking at Auburn, because this is one of those tricky games on the road. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit more nervous, to be honest with you, about Auburn than I am Georgia. And you may say, you got to be crazy. Georgia's the number one team in the country. No, I'm not crazy. I just think over the years we've seen weird things happen at Auburn. And so make you sometimes feel a little bit nervous, unsettled. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what Alabama needs to do this week, as we did on yesterday. We'll get some of that. Take your phone calls, 205-342-9904. Don't forget to download the Tide 100.9 app because you can ask questions on that or comment on that app. We love doing that. Noah is such a great reader. I mean, he won prizes through middle school, elementary <laughs> school of reading, even in the high school, how great of a reader Noah is. So That's send right. your comments or questions on that free app, Tide 100.9. And also we're sponsored by good friends at the Good Feet Store. We'll talk about Douglas over at Midtown Village. Go by and see him. Try before you buy America's Art Support experts. Christian Miller in the studio. I am traveling today for... Uh, TV. We're doing uh, South Carolina and Clemson 
TV we call it the tailgate show so we record that every Thursday so that's what I'm doing Christian what's up what's going on uh, <clears throat> oh I had to clear my throat um nothing much just uh heated up my 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 meal prep that I, I made for this week is spaghetti with the, some little uh with some cheese sprinkled on top it's just man it's been really good I'm, I'm really pleased with how it turned out so I've been eating on that and just got done heating that up downstairs but uh, going good. Like I said, I'm still still strong in the gym. I know you want to hear about all of that, so I'll tell you I had a good workout. And yes, I did get in the sauna before that workout, and it's still going well. So, thank you, Noah. Thank you. Thank, no, see, Noah's supportive. You you just get jealous when I talk about it, right? But it's okay. Noah's supportive. I'm sure everybody else listens is, is supportive. They love hearing me talk about eating and working out all the time. But <clears throat> everything is is good uh, in terms of you know what's going on around here. I mean, it's kind of kind of bittersweet, you know. It, thinking that this is the last home game of the season. Uh, it's, it's just gone by so quick. That's the craziest thing, right? I feel like, I know, and that's how all of us are feeling. We're just sad. I mean, it's the last time we'll be able to go enjoy a game in Bryant-Denny Stadium this weekend, this Saturday. So if you haven't been to a game yet or you're looking to go, uh, this is the one to go to because it is the last one of the season. Plus, since we're playing Chattanooga, this is one of those games where there's typically – some extra tickets laying around, right? There's probably some people with season tickets that don't anticipate using them. Uh, so I do I do think that's awesome. I, I feel like a lot of people get the opportunity to go to this game um, at the end of the year always when we kind of play an inferior opponent like that uh, because a lot of people are generous and giving those tickets away. So make sure you come and support the guys. Again, I know it's not an SEC opponent, but we still would love to have the atmosphere one last time that we got to see and experience against Tennessee and LSU. That was awesome. So hopefully we have something similar. Probably, probably won't be too close since it's 11 o'clock game playing Chattanooga, but uh, we can always try. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. It is, it is kind of sad, the last last home game, Brian Denny. But um, it's been a fun season so far. And, I, again, I know we still got a lot of football to play left. Obviously, there's a lot of things we want to accomplish. But in terms of the regular season slowly approaching an end, right, and this obviously the, the end of home games, I just can't believe how fast it's flown by, man. I mean, do you agree that football season just flies by? I mean, I feel like the off season takes forever, right? You're waiting for football to come back. And then once it gets here, man, I feel like you just snap your fingers and it's over. Like, it feels like just the other week <clears throat> we were covering the Middle Tennessee and the Texas game, right? And now we're already, you know, two games away from the end of the, the regular season. So do, do you think it flew by for you too? It always does. I mean, we are so quick to have the countdown, remember? We've yep, alumni, the alumni hall, hall countdown, countdown to kick off. And we were highlighting players with certain numbers and all that good stuff. And then here you go. You know, you got only a couple games. You got a couple games left. And so uh, my thing is this, man. It, it goes by fast. Uh, Coach Beamer said this the other day, right? He's like, you know, you only get, you, you only promise 12 opportunities. 12 games. That's it. It's not like basketball. You got 30-something games. And baseball, you got 60 games or what. In football, you got 12 promised opportunities. 12 opportunities to go out there and tailgate and have a good time. And if you don't travel, I mean, you only got, what, six, seven opportunities. So, uh, again, I mimic what you said. I mean, I know it's another game. It's Chattanooga. It's probably not going to be fun. I, I expect this game to be over in the second quarter. At least you hope so, uh, so that you can get a lot of young guys some reps and things like that. But I understand it's a hard game to get up that early for and not really excited about it. This is why I continue to say I hate these games late in the season. I wish they would play them the first game and second game and be done with it. Or just play one game. I mean, you only need one cupcake. I don't think you need two cupcakes. At least play a division one opponent. I mean, <laughs> it's like, why do we have to play these games? I mean, uh, I think Ole Miss is playing a, a cupcake. I mean, it's like the SEC schedules these horrible games at the end of the year. I don't understand that. I mean, I understand I was reading up on the mocks, and, you know, they're 7-3. It's their last game of the regular season on Saturday. And they were talking about loving the opportunity, you know, uh, to, to come to Tuscaloosa and how great it is for the players to be able to play in the stadium with all these people. And, you know, it is because, you know, these guys are getting scholarships too, and, but they don't play on the big level. But when they go to play big SEC and Power Five opponents, it's a, it's a treat for these young guys to match up, you know, to, to Alabama. You know what I mean? It's, they can say and tell their kids and grandkids, hey, you know, I, I played against Alabama. So I, I get all of that. But it stinks. 
It stinks for us that's covering the game. It stinks for the fan base that, you know, we want to go to the game, but it's the last home game. It's senior day. So, but it's 11 o'clock, early start. The game's going to stink. I mean, it's kind of like college playing, uh, you know, a 5A high school. That's what it's like. Okay, I mean, I wouldn't and, go as and, far uh, as saying that. Wait, look, hold on. So, so and we, we talked about this yesterday, and I explained in detail why I thought there were some benefits. So you see no benefits from zero. playing. Not, not a single benefit from playing zero, the Zero, no benefits. What benefit? What benefits? The only one you, you probably can say, well, we get a chance to play some younger guys, the guys who haven't played that much. You get Other a chance that, to play the young guys. It, it, it almost acts as like it. a semi-bye week. I hate to say it like that because I, I respect these guys. And, yes, you are playing a game. But I know as a player when I was playing here, when you go through the gauntlet of SEC play, and then you know, all right, this week we've got Western Carolina. This week we've got uh, Chattanooga, right? I'm not saying you take the week off, but I feel like – you know, practice preparation, you can lighten the load a little bit, right? I feel like in the game, you know, all right, if we go and play our, our tails off for one half, we should have the, the second half off, right? And I, I don't think, I think people underestimate having your starters rest for a whole second half, if that's possible, um, is, is very beneficial, right? That's a lot of rest. You talk about a team that's banged up right now, right? I mean, Deontay Lawson still trying to work back from injury, Jalen Key, uh, some other guys banged up battling injuries and illnesses, right? I, I feel like it is a benefit. I mean, because think about it. I said it yesterday, sub in another SEC opponent, right? Say say we had Missouri this week. Just say throw in another SEC East opponent or something, right? Just say it was Missouri or Carolina or Florida, right? I mean, that compounds. I mean, you talk about you go from playing, you know, LSU, Kentucky, then to Florida, Missouri, then you got to play Auburn. Then the next week you're playing the SEC championship. I mean, that's a grind, dude. Like, in my opinion, I don't... I don't see a problem with having this game in at the end of the season because, again, you've been getting beat up on And I know we just had a bye week, what, was it three weeks ago now? Right? Oh, yeah, just a, yeah, few, a few weeks, weeks ago, ago um, which I get. But still, though, I mean, I, I don't see a problem with having this type of game because, again, it's not just for the rest, but also, um, you know, you get those guys that experience. Because think about it. I mean, there's a lot of guys. We, we I was listening to somebody. I can't remember who it was. We're just talking about, you know, how many people we have, uh, especially I'm not talking about young guys. Um, who haven't really had an opportunity to play so much this season, right? So hopefully this is an opportunity for those guys to play. I mean, they, and, I, and I don't really care about stars or anything, but we do have a lot of highly, you know, recruited, highly touted guys who haven't had many opportunities this season because we haven't necessarily had that type of season where we're going up and, and you know, blowing guys out by 30, 40 points where they haven't been able to get in the game. So this is another reason why I think it's it's good because – Hopefully these guys get a chance to play because they haven't really had that opportunity too many times this season. I mean, yeah, we saw a couple guys get in against Middle Tennessee. Then you saw them get in against Kentucky. Other than that, am I missing a game? Maybe a few at the end of Mississippi State, if that. No, you would think maybe, you know, South Florida would have been an opportunity. But, I mean, that game was closer than most of us thought, right? So they didn't get a chance in that game either. So I get all of that, but still from a – viewership perspective. Well, I get it's I mean, not going to benefit the fans. I, I get that. I mean, it's just a wasted game to me. It's a wasted home game. It's wasted for the fans. I mean, they want to be out there tailgating and having a good time. And, you still can do that. You know, at least a 2.30 game or, you know, 6 o'clock game. And, yeah, but it's Chattanooga. I mean, nobody's getting I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, like when you was playing, I ain't going to lie, I wasn't going to drive five hours to watch Chattanooga knowing that the game going to be over in two quarters. And, and spend twelve hundred dollars for the weekend. I mean, but I'm just saying. I think I'm echoing a lot. I would love to hear from the fan base because but you know what they're going to say, though. I mean, they're, they're obviously they don't want to watch it, but maybe the, not. They may disagree the, with the benefit. The, no, but I'm saying the benefits that I'm listing though is more so for the the for the team for the players, right? I hate to say it, but in this situation, it's not so much about the fans because obviously they're going to want the best games possible, and I totally get that. But I'm saying in terms of benefiting players, I think a team like this does, or at least playing an opponent like this at this point in the season. Now, I'm not saying I'm a proponent of playing a, a number of these games, but I'm saying if they're in your schedule anyway, I, I think this is a good time to have it. That's just my opinion. You know what I mean? Obviously, the fans would love to play a, a Florida or a Georgia or, you know you know what I mean? Like, I, I get that. I mean, me as a, as a viewer right now, I would rather them play a, a more uh, superior opponent. But 
yeah. from a strategic standpoint, I do see there are, there are some benefits to this. Yeah, maybe so. 205-342-9904. What say you? Uh, hit that uh, free app tie 100.9. Let's do that right now, Noah, since you are such a wonderful reader. Let's go to our Tide app and we got a comment or a message. Uh, yeah, we got an uh, app message. Um, uh, I have a question. If it comes down to either Bama or Texas, does the CFP committee look at strength of schedule? Bama would have beat number one Georgia and Texas beat whatever their opponent is ranked at time. What's the best win for each team? I used to hear early loss won't hurt, hurt you. I keep hearing head-to-head would go over other team. In past, they said best four teams would go. Thanks, Ronnie Tuscalina. Ronnie, I, I like that question. I'm glad you asked. Great question. Because I think, my opinion, everybody's talking about Texas and, and uh, excuse me, Alabama, right? And to me, that loss was so early in the season. And you look at Alabama, how they're playing. And let's just say they continue to play very, very good ball as they are doing right now. And they defeat Chattanooga, Auburn, and go down to Atlanta and win the SEC championship by defeating number one ranked Georgia. I don't even think you even look at those two teams. I don't think they're comparable because I think, one, the schedule is more difficult. Right? Yes, the schedule Alabama has played, the wins they have had to me are better wins. And then you look at they just beat number one Georgia the week before the final rankings. So that's going to be so fresh in the committee's mind that you're looking at this Alabama team with so much going on, getting better, looking like a dominant football team, which they're already talking about this, the, the experts, so to speak, the pundits. And you see this team that is, the trajectory is the way it is right now, then you go and basically beat Georgia in their backyard in Atlanta? There is no way the committee with something that fresh will hold Alabama out of the college football playoff. I cannot see it. I think they'll start measuring themselves, uh, Alabama against Oregon and then Washington and other teams as well because this strength of schedule is, is, is really good for Alabama. They just had a great win against the number one team in the country right before the final reveal of the college football playoffs. No way Alabama will be held out of CFP. Yeah, I mean, and that's a great question, Ronnie. I mean, looking at it so far, Texas, looking at their strength of schedule and just their wins and losses, um, obviously they've got a win over number eight, Alabama, Alabama. Uh, uh, on the road in Tuscaloosa, so that's probably not probably that is their best win. When they when they faced number fourteen Oklahoma, they lost. Um, they have defeated number twenty three Kansas State. Um, so really, those would be their two ranked wins. Would be Kansas State, who's number twenty three. They barely beat them thirty three thirty, and then the Alabama victory, which was early on in season week two. When you look at Alabama, um, definitely um, a tougher strength of schedule. I had to pull up the numbers, but. Um, you know, you've got a win over number 13, Ole Miss. You've got a win over number 21, Tennessee. Win over number 15, LSU. And then if they defeat number one, Georgia, I mean, that's four ranked wins, right? Um, and I, I, do we know who, who Texas or whoever, who, who, what the Big 12 championship game looks like yet? Or does that not decide? I, I don't really know too much. But regardless, um, in my opinion, I, I'm with you, Ronnie. I think that you look at Alabama's wins um, and that, to me, that weighs more than that one loss to Texas early on in the season especially beating the number one team. Because um, clearly, if you beat the number one team, you are one of the top four teams. That's how it should work, in my opinion. That that just makes sense. Uh, so if that's the case, yeah, Alabama should definitely get in over Texas. But like I was saying yesterday, it just gets muddy because, you know, where, where does Georgia fall, right? That would be their first loss of the season if they lose to Alabama and Atlanta. We saw how that, uh, you know, resulted for T- TCU last season. They suffered their first loss in the championship game, and they stayed put at number three, right? Obviously, Georgia would not stay put at number one, but if you, if you get where I'm going with that, how far does Georgia drop, right? Now, Alabama and Georgia both could still be in there, but then you've got other teams. Washington might only be suffering their first loss. Oregon could win out and be a one-loss Pac-12 champion. Then you still do have to consider Texas if they went out. So that, that's what I'm saying. The three and four spots, in my opinion, are going to get real muddy. I think this year of the college football playoffs, I mean, it's probably the first year that you've got at least right now, the way it looks, you got at least seven teams that are all, you know, advocating for a spot. 
and they, they have a fair argument. But I definitely think if Alabama wins, they more than deserve a spot in the top four uh, teams and, and ultimately getting a playoff bid. But we'll, we'll see how it works. But I, in my opinion, think they get in if, if they win out. Oh, there's no doubt. We got callers on hold. So I ask you to hold tight. We do have Stephen M. Smith in his own words coming up. I forgot to mention that at the beginning of the show. So Lewis and others, if you're on hold, I promise you right after his interview, I'll come right to you. Uh, so if you stay right there in place, I'll get you, Lewis, uh, up, and I'd love to hear what you got to say. But coming up after the break, the man to met the legend. He's not Stephen A. He's Stephen M. I mean, I saw him on national television the other day, and I was jumping up and down in my living room. Stephen M. Stephen M. And Paul Feinbaum. Oh, I had so much joy. Well, he's going to join us right on the Miller's Edge next on the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports back in a moment. Corey is on a mission to clean up Hollywood. Owner of R&R Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. It has been a gloomy start to our Wednesday, folks, and it looks like for the next few hours, we're going to be dealing with some areas of light rain and drizzle that should continue to break up even more as we're heading to the afternoon time. And then more scattered light rain starting to press in for the overnight hours. Gusty with that northeasterly wind for today, gusts to 25 miles per hour. Highs for today, upper 50s. We're going to be pretty much holding into the 50s through the night and then warming to the upper 60s for tomorrow. A little more sun, rain tapering early. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Nairamore on Tide 100.9. It's 69 degrees in Tuscaloosa. And welcome back to the Miller's Edge. You and me, we're all from different worlds. You like to laugh at me when I look at other girls. Sometimes you call me crazy and you wonder why I'm such a baby. The Gamecocks definitely been making me cry. Welcome back. Let's <laughs> to the guest line. Talk to my man. The man that made me jump up and down in the living room. I turned on the SEC network. And who did I see? Steven, not A, but Steven M. Smith. In his own words, breaking it down for Mr. Paul Feinbaum, letting him know what the real deal is. And so we are privileged as we do every Thursday to have him on our show to break things down in his own words, the Bama Standard, TD, Mag TD Alabama Magazine, that is. Stephen M. Smith, 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 Smith. Guys, how we feeling, man? It's always fun to come in. We're going to want Darius Rucker. Can't go wrong with a little Darius Rucker coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would know that one, man. I know last week we hit you with a little hip-hop. This week we hit you with a little Darius Rucker. I know you sing that song, uh, hopefully in the shower, not in public. But I'm like, let me give him a little, little Darius Rucker, man, so to bring you in. Man, it was great. Yeah, it was definitely, great. Definitely not in public. Uh, I mean, not in public, right? Definitely, definitely not singing that one in public. But uh, being on Fine Bum, of course, we, we had to set Paul straight on some things. So... I was happy I was able to set Paul straight on the thing. Yeah, you did just that, and I appreciate you doing that. Let's kind of recap, you know, Alabama last week. Uh, what are we to look forward to this week, playing a very uh, lesser opponent, I should say? How do they keep their mind right? How do they keep the momentum going? Well, well first things first, guys, is going to be um, offensively, the idea is being able to continue the growth here, the offense of Tommy Reese and Jalen Milrow, what I kind of want to see more of is Milrow getting more comfortable, more confident in those 10 to 15-yard throws to out the side boundary. That, that's going to be really good for him. Uh, I don't expect to see much of Milrow throughout the game, maybe the first quarter, a little bit of the second quarter. I mean, you get Ty Simpson and a lot of those young guys in there, get them some valuable reps against Chattanooga, getting those guys prepared for Auburn. But defensively, Kind of want to see this defense pitch a shutout. It could have had it against Kentucky. You know, a muffed punt there by Kool-Aid McKinstry. Kind of allowed Kentucky to have a little inkling of life in there. But want to see this defense. So get that shutout and go into Auburn with a whole lot of confidence. No doubt. Yeah, I was really impressed by by a lot of um, you know what we had seen, and hopefully they carry that in. And, and real quick, I know I'm jumping the gun, but 
I got I got to ask this because me and my dad have been going back and forth two days now about this, Stephen. You know, Alabama is going to face Chattanooga this week, right? Do you feel like this is a pointless game, right? He uh, he's so adamant on this being, a, you know, worthless, and there's no point in playing a team like Chattanooga right now, which I understand from the fan perspective. But I will say there are some benefits, like getting some guys some, you know, some invaluable experience by putting them in there. They haven't really got to play some young guys. Also, having your starters get a little bit more rest uh, this week. Do you see any benefits from playing a team like Chattanooga at this point in the season? I mean, Christian, there are a ton of benefits, and you just listed a couple of those. I mean, this is a chance for a lot of those young guys to get those reps, to get that experience, that playing time, because you never know at what point you're going to probably need those younger guys later on in the season in big matchups. So this is a huge game for a Ty Simpson to get out there, a, a Justice Haynes, a Richard Young, uh, some young guys on defense, some young offensive linemen to get some valuable reps. But this is also an opportunity for a lot of your older guys to not just fine-tune their game, but to also get some rest in there and to work toward getting themselves prepared for Auburn, getting themselves prepared for the SEC Championship of Georgia and then the, and then the upcoming college football playoffs. So it's huge for you know young guys to get playing time, for older guys to get rest and fine-tune some things. And, but it's also you know, a game like this, it sharpens the coaching staff. It sharpens Tommy Reese. It sharpens Kevin Steele even more. It sharpens those position coaches to maybe work in and try in some different things, some different calls, different looks, different formations to, you know, kind of put a wrinkle in the next opponent coming up of, uh, you know, kind of keeping them on their toes as well. Stephen M. Smith and his own words is our guest here on the Miller's Edge. Uh, Stephen, it is senior day, and you know, I, I know what that's like having Christian watch Christian go through senior day. Um, what is those guys, uh, you know, as far as, is there some guys going to walk, so to speak, that's going to leave early? Will they go out for senior day? If so, who are those names? So if, so, if some guys choose to leave early, would they go out? I mean, uh, you would look at possibly maybe a, a Terry on Arnold who has a decision to make after this year. He's played himself into that first round, a draft pick model there. He could walk out. I don't see him doing that, but he could. Uh, but that may be the only name uh, off the top of my head at this point as, as an underclassman that could go out there just due to where he sits now, potentially rising pro draft stock. But the guys that I expect to see, I take that walk out there, whether it's halftime or pregame, to get that rose, that football from Coach Saban. Of course, guys like Malachi Moore will go out there. Guys like uh, Malachi, Seth McLaughlin will go out there. Jace McClellan, Roydell Williams will go out there. You know, names like that. I can see Dallas Turner and uh, Chris Braswell uh, go out there as well, getting that rose and that football there uh, from Coach Saban, just showing – the, the, uh, the growth that they've made, uh, the dedication to the program that they've exhibited and exuded, and, and just fine, you know, class acts of young men that we're getting a chance to see play their their final game, what looks like to be their final game in Brian Denny. Also put Will Reichert, who's been a phenomenal kicker for this program. This will be his final game in Brian Denny. And then James Burnup, who's had a tremendous improvement punting the football. This will be his final game at Brian Denny. Steven, when you look at this football team and all the growth and development and the progression that we've seen both offensively and defensively throughout this season, how would you grade these coordinators? Now, I know, you know, we still got a couple of regular season games left and then, you know, obviously still postseason championship games and all that good stuff. But um, from week one until now, since, you know, this is last home game, and then we got one more regular season game. How would you grade these coordinators and the job that they've done this season? Well, first off, Christian and Corey, I, I go Kevin Steele, A-. minus. Kevin Steele's been fantastic, A-. minus. There's been some slight moments of coverage bust here and there, some slight moments of missing containment on a quarterback here and there. But I feel like overall, A- minus because of the second-half adjustments and the adjustments he's been able to make on the fly to clean things up and shut down the opposing team the moment he recognizes what's the issue. And that's been huge because five the last five years prior to Kevin Steele, we did not see that with Pete Golding. It was, okay, something's going wrong. No adjustment's been made or something's going wrong. Alabama can't figure out how to make it right. 
under Kevin Steele, the complete opposite. Something goes wrong. All right, guys, fix it. They go back out there. The problem solved, and Alabama's rolling. So you got to go A-minus there in terms of Kevin Steele. For Tommy Reese, I go strong B-plus here. I'm finding B-plus, A-minus, but from where Tommy Reese started to where he is now, strong B-plus. Jalen Milrow is clicking. He's passing the ball well, running the ball well, trusting the feet there. And we've seen this because of the conversations that Tommy Reese and Milrow have had with each other. What do you feel comfortable with? What do you like? We'll implement that more into the playbook. The offensive line has come together at the right time where the run game is concerned. We're seeing more receivers outside of Jermaine Burton and Isaiah Bond step up. When you talk, uh, Jalen Hale, Kobe Prentice, Kendrick Law, Amari Nyblak is, even, is getting even more involved. So Tommy Reese, B-plus, Kevin Steele, A-minus. Good grades, man. I, I didn't know if you had like a, a curve in there, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the professor could give you a curve, you know, with Tommy Reese. I'm going to give him an incomplete because I need to see. I love what he's doing now, but I need to see what he does on the road next week at Auburn and in Atlanta against Georgia against the defense. Everybody thinks it's still really, really good. So I, I'm with you on the B plus, but I think he has a chance to make that curve thing go up to an A minus or A plus if the last two games of regular season uh, is great. Stephen M. Smith uh, on the program with us right now talking Bama football. All right, let's look ahead. Let's play the what if because Christian and I have played that game based on his, he wants to play the what if. Okay, we know Texas beat Alabama, right? It's week two. We know Alabama is, trajectory is amazing, going the right direction. They're peaking at the right time. We know Texas has struggled. The last two games, they won by a combined six points. Overtime, two weeks ago, and barely getting by a four and six TCU team last week. The number one running back is out for the season. They got some other banged up players. If Alabama wins out, beats the number one team in the country right now, the Georgia Bulldogs in Atlanta, is there any way, any way the committee will tell Bama, great season, thank you, but no thank you? In, 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 my, in my opinion, Corey, the committee shouldn't do that because uh, I look at it, if you take out the number one team in the country and you look at Bama's strength of schedule and resume and the teams they've beaten in this top 25 CFP, you beat George, you should be in there. But the one thing about this committee is they've looked at only one criteria heavily. And the one criteria they looked at heavily so far is the head-to-head. That's the only thing that they've looked at. They've not looked at strength of schedule or strength of resume because Texas, their schedule has not looked good at all. Like you mentioned, guys, they have skated by teams by the skin of their teeth. So, to me, you beat Georgia, you're in there because Georgia hasn't lost. Georgia hasn't lost a game in almost, what, two years? They haven't lost a game in 30-plus tries. So, if you take out the number one team in the country – no doubt you should be in there, and I think they will be in there. My question is to this committee is will they look at other things than just head-to-head and the eye test? Because that's the only thing that Boo Kerrigan in this group seems to be concerned about. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's going to get sticky. Me and my dad are going back and forth. He, he makes it seem like I'm just trying to stir the pot. I'm not. I'm just going off of when, when people are looking at this, and even when I look at it, and like you said, just going off of the committee and the decisions that they make which I don't agree with. I'm just being, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just being realistic that it can get sticky, even though there's, you know, really good chance Alabama still makes it as long as they went out, but just knowing them, would it shock me if they made a rash decision and kept them out of it? Even if they won out, I hate to say it. I don't know if it would necessarily shock me giving the decisions that they've made both last season with the TCU situation, the way they're ranking teams right now. That's all I'm saying. But if look, I'm gonna stir the pot even more. I'm, I'm gonna shift gears for a second because <laughs> I, I feel like I've heard you know. So a lot of people are talking about Jalen Milrow and you know his progression. He's playing some really good football, right? Obviously, he's been you know putting up record set numbers, all types of stuff. I got so it's two questions. One, do you think there is a possibility that he potentially leaves school early for the NFL draft, kind of like a almost like an Anthony Richards situation? Everybody said, oh no, it's way too soon. 
but scouts are looking at his potential. They look at, you know, his athleticism, you know, his skill set, right? His toolbox. And they're saying, hey, this guy could be something. And you think he takes that chance while, you know, he's, he's basically striking while the iron's hot. You know what I mean? Or do you think he comes back, which I definitely think he comes back. But, you know, I'm, I'm asking you because I'm, I'm, I've heard some rumblings that, hey, maybe he could. And if he does come back, it's the second part. How do you feel this quarterback situation plays out? Because two reasons. You got uh, Ty Simpson, who's obviously coming along. He looked better last time he got in against Kentucky, and he's going to be making progressions, right? And you also got a guy in Julian Sane, who a lot of people are talking about. He's coming in. He's going to be a highly touted recruit uh, competing. But then you also got Dylan Lonergan, who's everybody's been raving, raving about, just saying, hey, he's just young. He needs to get experience. Uh, so the second part would be, if Jalen Miro does come back next season, how confident are you that he's going to be the week one starting quarterback? I'll say this. I, I, I think for Milrow, he has to come back. I think he needs to come back. I think he does. I know people look at the Anthony Richardson comparison, but Richardson had literally nobody to throw to in Florida. He was kind of carrying that team on his own, and the NFL draft looked at him as looked at him solely off of the measurables and said, hey, let's get him. He can make this thing work. Versus Jalen Milrow, he's got a lot more to work with in that wide receiver room versus versus uh, Anthony Richardson did at Florida. So I think it would benefit Milrow more so to come back. Also, if you look at the early part of the season and the Milrow struggles, the NFL scouts look at that as well. They might, they're enjoying they're enjoying the turnaround that they're seeing from him. But Christian, we all know NFL scouts want a full take together. They want a full year of process. They want a full year of really, truly evaluating you going from better to better to better from week one to the very end. So I feel like for Milrow, it would be more beneficial for him to come back, have a full year under Tommy Reese uh, as your offensive coordinator to where you're really hitting your stride the way you need to be so that way the NFL gets a full tape off from start to finish. You know, he's the starting quarterback all the way throughout. Can I see a situation to where Milrow could listen to the projections out there and jump ship. Yes, that's a possibility, but I think for him to be at his best and for him to be the, the, the undisputed, you no know, top quarterback coming out for next year for the 2020, I guess, five draft, he needs to come back to put together a full tape of he's the guy, no question about that. Now, if he does come back, you're looking at losing two guys to the portal. You're going to lose Eli Holstein to the portal and then you look at possibly maybe Ty Simpson because he feels like, hey, I can go somewhere else and I can play and be that guy. You can possibly lose two, maybe even three guys. Maybe Tyler Buckner goes to the portal as well. And if that happens, yes, Jalen Miro concretely would be the starting quarterback week one. I feel like he does need to come back to put that full tape together. Yeah, uh, there's no way he's going to the NFL. Let me answer that question for you, Christian. H, no. <laughs> He better. He I mean, he's not ready for the national football. I don't football. think he, he, is. Oh, he I said I want wait. to stir the pot. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I know you are stirring, but there's no way that's happening. Then number two, he's going to be the, the daggone starter. From he is the starter. He is the guy. He's going to be a Heisman Trophy candidate, and they're going to start that whole thing with Alabama building up Jalen Miro because he's going to put up some sick numbers. So uh, that's going to happen. Stephen M. Smith. Thank you so much, man. We've got Thanksgiving next Thursday, so I'm hoping maybe we can get you on uh, Wednesday of next week because, uh, you know, we're going to be eating some turkey and some ham, ham hogs, collard greens, uh, you know, fat back, you know, all that good stuff oh. next Thursday. So, yeah. Are you ready? You ready for that? Yeah. Yeah. What you think? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully we can get you on Wednesday, man. We'll give you a day of rest. And because uh, we all got so much to be thankful for on that special day. But we appreciate you, man, every week coming and bless us with your presence, brother. Man, I, I, I appreciate you guys. This is fun, man, being a part of the Miller's Edge, being part of the Miller family, talking family football with you, with, with, with my guys, Christian and Corey, right here. But the people can always find the work at touchdownalabama.com. That's touchdownalabama.com. We are, we are clocking your Crimson Tide football program from all angles. And then Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays on YouTube, we got, uh, in my own words, for TDA, those three days, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Of course, Tuesday, that's the Bama Standard with Justin Riley, Marvin, and the rest of the gang there.
Absolutely. You're the man, brother. We appreciate you. We love you, man. Hopefully, we'll catch you next Wednesday. Absolutely. You guys take care. Yes, sir. You All right, there you go. Stephen Miller Smith, our brother, the deacon. We'll be back in a moment. More of the Miller's Edge and your phone calls the rest of the way. We promise. Back in a moment. begins at 8 a.m. on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Are you tired of your shoe base right here in Birmingham, Alabama? We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. All right. Thanks to Stephen M. Smith. But as promised, we're going to get out to the people because we like taking it to the people. Lewis, we appreciate your great patience, my friend. Thanks for holding. Welcome in. Hey, guys. Love the show. I wish I was as confident as y'all are about Melrose coming back if he keeps playing like he's playing. But, you know, Corey, you'll relate to this. As far as stacking that green, NFL beats the NIL any day. I hope he comes back, but... Boy, the <laughs> Terry and Arnold, too. NFL uh, put the NIL to shame when it comes to stacking that stuff. What do you say? Uh, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, so NFL is a whole nother level, my friend. That's right. And, and I've got a question for Christian. I heard Coach uh, Saban saying that he played the tape of the uh, 2016 Chattanooga game where Chattanooga had a lead in the second quarter, had a three to nothing lead. And uh, Christian, you played in that game, did you not? I did, yes. Okay, I'm going to hang up and listen so I can hear better. But tell us a little bit about that, how how the team reacted, how the what the coaches had to say to get everybody fired up. I, I love your show, guys. Appreciate Thank that, you, Lewis. Lewis. If I'm being completely honest with you, I don't even remember how that happened, how exactly it happened. Um, honestly, it's been so long and played in so many games. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you, Lewis. If I had to guess, uh, he basically just got on our tails and told us to get it together. Because uh, realistically, man, is as a football player, you just have to have a sense of pride, right? And that's probably basically what he was saying. I mean, you guys have to have pride, right? I mean, there's not really much he can say to kind of get you to do what you need to do, right? I mean, we obviously have all the resources. We are, we, we, we have all the talent. There's no reason we should have been playing like that in that football game besides not having the right mentality. So knowing Coach Saban, he really, he really probably just ripped us and uh, told us to get it together, right, and have a sense of pride. And don't just let these guys come here and, and play like that and didn't stop playing to the level of the opponent but to play to our standard. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the only thing I do really remember from that game is I had a – uh, it's almost like a touchdown saving tackle. Quarterback scrambled out. He was going. He dove towards the pylon. I knocked him out of bounds like right before he, he stretched it in there. Um, so I'll be honest, man. Other than that, I it's, it, I hate to be like that, Lewis, but when you play in so many games, especially a lot of big games, no disrespect to the other opponents, but those games like the Citadel games and Chattanooga's, man, you, you almost kind of – I don't know if it's just because you're just kind of going through the motion with those, but <laughs> sometimes you kind of forget about some of those. So I, I wish I had a, a better I answer remember. for you. But, huh? 
I remember it was terrible the first half. I mean, that's my point. When you play these types of games late in the season, nobody gets up for this game. You got you can't fire up your team to play Chattanooga. Nobody else is going to. I mean, it's hard to. That's what I'm saying. You've been playing these big games, big crowds, national television. This game's not even on TV. It's on the plus, whatever that is. Nobody, you can't even find it, right? So these guys got to get up early. You're going to go out here and play this team that's got Lyman. That's about 225, 235, small. I mean, it's just one of those games that it's hard to play. That's why I was saying, Lewis, I don't like them. But um, and Alabama was terrible. It was three to nothing, and then Alabama rattled off thirty-one to three, and, and I think that was the final score. Uh, but that's why my prediction this week of the game was going to be low. You, Christian, was saying almost sixty, and other guy was saying sixty. And I'm like, uh-uh. Watch this game and be like thirty-something to three, thirty-something to ten, because they always work out that way. But appreciate the phone call. Great question. And NFL does works out a little bit better than NIL. Back to the phones we go, Ellis. We missed you on yesterday. We apologize, but we got you today, my friend. Welcome in. No, no, no. It's all good. Y'all was trying to uh, uh, explain something. So, well, it was easy explanation by, by my son. You know, you, you got kids, Ellis? Uh, yes, sir. I've got two. You got a son? Uh, no, I've got two girls. Oh, that might be a little bit worse, but... <laughs> I'm just saying. It I'm is. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you can when you try to tell them something, they just don't want to. They hard-headed, as my mom used to tell me. you just hard-headed. But Christian didn't want uh, to Yes, to sir. My, yeah, so you understand what I'm saying. But, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was told I was told I was, uh, was hard-headed all my life, so I still am. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's some but, truth to it. <laughs> but uh, I'm just waiting to get down there and get to watch the last – Game of the season, where, oh. where I can say I've been to, where I can say I've been to every home game. That's awesome. Where, where it's a nobody or somebody. Every, uh, every home game and, this season, or like every home game since like a a certain certain point in time. How, how have you been going? Uh, a certain point of time, I've been going to every home game for <laughs> I don't know for years. Uh, wow, I go where where if I had a ticket or not, I'd still go and end up finding one, or I'd have to watch it outside. But I would I would always be down there. Dang, uh, that's, that's that's faithful. That's being faithful. Uh, that's a fan. That's a true fan. Amen. Through the bad times and good times, because I'm 59 years old, so uh, I've been through the good times and the bad times. So, well, you oh, got yeah. 59 more years to go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just look, and I'm getting a extra treat. I'm going to go see the basketball team play Friday night. There you go. That'd be good. You'll get to hear my brother. He's a, uh, the DJ for the basketball team. So make sure you listen uh, to all the music and stuff during it. timeouts and all that good stuff. That'll, that'll be him. Spoke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. DJ Tuchek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Moncho man. Oh, my God. Don't uh, do that. Don't do that one. <laughs> If my son plays Macho Man, we're gonna have to find another DJ. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm just. Uh, I hope we get to see a lot of uh, young players. You know that that ain't got to play the the up and coming ones. I hope we get to see some of them play. Uh, Me too. And uh, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to make it down so I can come by uh, the uh, the wing place there uh, at eleven yes, o'clock. That's right, Buffalo's Cafe. Hope to see you there. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully uh, we can get uh, Tommy to do that line dancing we was talking about. Uh-oh. Well, I, I can I can control the music in there, so I'll uh, I'll turn some good music on for you. I'll let y'all start line dancing. I'll clear some tables out yes! for you. <laughs> yes! We'll set yes! it up. Just for Lord, have mercy. Please, please video that one. If that happens... Please, because that's a viral video right there. Uh, I don't know if Charlie's going to let that slide. Charlie's going to be like, what in the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, he's saying it now if he's listening. Yeah. Uh, he's, I, I love him to death. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm glad I met him and uh, made friends with him because he's a super nice guy. But, uh, yeah, be down to, uh, tomorrow uh, in time to come by and uh, watch your show live. So. That sounds good. Uh, we look forward to seeing you there, Ellis. 
Yes, well, and uh, I'm looking forward to going to the game. That's right. Ellis, Ellis, you take the best pictures. I don't know if you follow him on X, but, but not always in the morning you have some beautiful picture somewhere. So we appreciate those. Yes, sir. I always try to post something. You know, I yeah, don't know what good. it is, but I'm I'm always trying to post something. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow, Ellis. We appreciate you, and we'll see you tomorrow at Buffalo's Cafe, hopefully. Yes, sir. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, Again. Ellis. Hey, um, hey, Noah, I know we got one more Tide 100.9 uh, oh, yeah, message or quick, comment. Yeah. yeah, let's knock that out. While he pulls that up, again, that's Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village, where we will be doing our last show of the year, our last live show at Buffalo's Cafe. So check us out 11 to 1 tomorrow at Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa. Again, they've got weekday lunch specials, $9.99, includes a beverage, all-you-can-eat wings, $17.99 every Wednesday, which I uh, had a great time at last night. But again, tomorrow, Friday, we will be doing our last live show at Buffalo's Cafe, the home of the Miller's Edge. No, you got that question? Yeah, uh, we had an app message uh, circling back around to the committee, the college football playoff committee. He said, in my opinion, this is from Chris, he said, in my opinion, the committee is waiting to see how Texas does the next couple weeks before making the call of Bama jumping Texas. Why make that controversial call now before it may potentially work itself out? That's a that's an excellent point. That's a, I mean, that's definitely probably what they're doing. Again, I mean, they don't have to make these decisions now. I mean, and like my dad's been saying, things are going to work out the way they work out. Teams, so there's going to be at least one, maybe two, could be more teams that lose. Obviously, at least one definitely is going. I mean, Michigan has to play Ohio State, right? And, and Washington will play Oregon. So at least two teams. Will, but there's going to be things that happen, and then they'll have more decisions to make. But yeah, that's probably what they're doing, Chris. They're probably letting it play out, taking their time because. You know, they, they probably would get a big reaction if that happened. But that's part of the that's part of the job. If you're going to be on that committee, you're going to have to upset some people. Not everybody's going to be happy. So might as well get used to it. Yep, might as well get used to it. And uh, it'll work itself out. Alabama will be in the college football playoffs. And Jalen Miro will get a chance to go to Houston and play for a national championship in his backyard. Oh, How you, about you, that? You I called it. I remember we yeah. had to write that down. You said that's going to yeah. happen. So Yeah, so say those receipts. I will. I'm, I'm praying you're right. But real quick before we get out of here, I want to remind everybody about our good friends over at Spine and Sport Chiropractic who provides quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. So come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments instead of masking your pain. Again, if you need this type of relief, which I'm sure you do, your neck stiff, your back sore, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-8102. Again, that's Spine and Sport Chiropractic. And always want to give a big thanks to our presenting sponsor, the Good Feet Store. If you're dealing with any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, back pain, like me and my dad deal with after playing football for all these years, make sure you head on over to the Good Feet Store where they've got the perfect solution for you. That's the Good Feet Store. They've got the premium art supports that are designed to eliminate and alleviate pain. I use them for all situations and circumstances. Whether I'm working out in my yard, I'm at the gym, you name it, I've always got them in my tennis shoes. So make sure you go check them out. The difference they make is re- remarkable. It's try before you buy. You've got nothing to lose. And you can walk out of the store that very same day with them. So go and stop by the Good Feet Store today in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa or make an appointment with them online at goodfeet.com. That's Good Feet, improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time. And while you're doing that, hold my hand. A little love will take you a long way in this life. Sounds of my good friend Hootie and the Blowfish. By the way, they're going back on tour next summer. You don't want to miss it. Want to love you the best, the best that we can. We offer that love to you right here from the Miller's Edge. Have a great rest of your day. Be well, be safe out there. Big noon sports coming up next on the Tide. 100.9-1230 AM WTBC. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Be blessed, everybody. Good day. And the Oscar goes to Christian. Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily.